Yes, sir. San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. Your cousin. I'm about a I'm about a dollar. Yes. San Antonio. I'm about a dollar. I'm about a dollar. This is the What's Next podcast, Houston's number one platform where I invite creatives to share their journeys and give us a depiction of their visions. Most importantly, the last question I'll ask is, what's next? Houston, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, we're on more platforms, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Radio Public, or whatever it is, Stitcher. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, stillvisionary.com. Walk with us. Yo, I feel like 95. Sachi on my body. Biggie, chicken, puffy. All that ballin' is a hobby. And I'm wildin' in my wallies. And I'm valleys, no Pilates. Uh. Houston, Texas. Or should I say San Antonio, Texas, by way of Houston, Texas. Welcome back to episode. 120 of the What's Next podcast. That's W H A T S, no apostrophe, N E X T, exclamation, question mark. Um, the What's Next podcast, a production of Still Visionary Inc. This is a creative story. How you doing, man? Man, I, I'm blessed, brother. I'm good. And I'm you? Doing. I'm well. I'm yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Listen, man, um, I am super excited to be here with you because my podcast is heavily predicated on people that I know firsthand that I've um, been able to reach and talk to and, and almost kind of came up with. And uh, my man, your man, um, when I was coming out here for the coaching clinic, I uh, hit my man and I said, and I hope you don't mind if I read this to you. Go for it. I hit my man. I said, St. Mary, um, listen, do you know anybody out in San Antonio that, um, I could possibly bring on the podcast, um, you know, while I'm out there, I might as well do what I love to do. Right. You know, anybody on the podcast that I can bring on the podcast? And he was like, let me check. Then he sent me a Facebook post. And then he said this, reach out to him. His name is Robert. He's a Christian rapper. I've looked up. I've looked up to him for a while in college and he played an essential role in my maturing while in college. Mm. He's exceptionally bright and will provide a unique perspective on hip hop. Bro, that's humbling coming from John St. Mary, man. That's my dude. Man, the uh, feelings are mutual, man. I look up to him, too. So, for sure. No doubt. And so, um, you know, I owe it to him. He's uh, helped me advance my podcast in ways that I, I can't begin to express. And uh, now he's introduced me to you. Man. And so um, I'm greatly appreciative for that. But uh, uh, I want to start here. Um, when he says that... that um, I looked up to him a while, I looked up to him while in college and he played an essential role in my maturing. What do you think that he means by that? Man, um perhaps um he was referring to like um the fact that we are both male, black in this space. Mm -hmm. Right? There's not uh too many of us educating kids. And so I think perhaps having someone that's like you same mind um, that might have influenced him, I believe. 
So it's the same thing because I'm looking around too. I'm like, is there how many other brothers are in this space teaching these kids after school? And I'm like, okay, there's somebody else that's just as passionate. So I believe that's what he might have been talking about. So the same thing goes. I'm like, man, it's good to have somebody in the space that is man, willing to like humble themselves and sacrifice themselves on a daily basis for kids. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, have you ever done a podcast before? I have not. Well, actually, yes. I did one over the phone. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, like, I saw, like I said, I want to welcome you to the What's Next podcast, a production of Still Visionary, Inc. Before we get started with the episode, let's introduce our social media handles. Sure. So we don't disrupt the flow of the conversation when we get to that point. Cool. So if you're looking for me, you can find me mm-hmm. at Sunday LZ. That's at S O N D A Y E L and a Z. Or you can find me at Sunday.com. Okay. And I was wondering how to. I yeah, yeah, say yeah. your name on Facebook because I did not know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Houston, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, Texas, the great state of Texas, the Lone Star State. My name is John Ross Dyke, the first founder of Still Visionary Inc. and creator of the What's Next podcast, dropping every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Oh man, my my air horns messed up. Hold on, I got a phone <laughs> call. She messed up my whole my whole thing, man. Hold on. Oh Jesus Christ, I got it all. I'm sorry, man. It's all good. Yeah, she messed up my whole, uh, like I told you, I'm out here coaching. Yeah. And it was one of my kids' parents that just called me, man. She messed up my whole thing. Anyway, let me do that again. My name is... John Ross Dyke the First, founder of Still Visionary Inc. and creator of the What's Next podcast, dropping every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at John Ross Dyke and Still underscore Visionary. Also, the What's Next pod underscore on Instagram. If you would, connect with me on LinkedIn, subscribe to my YouTube channel, like my fan page on Facebook, and visit my website at stillvisionary.com. Directly in front of you, I have all the merch that I sell on my podcast, out the trunk of my car, and on my website. And you can shop stillvisionary.com slash merch. That's it. Okay. Listen, my man, uh, like St. Mary said, is a Christian rapper. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Are you, my man is a Christian rapper, so we're going to do it a little bit like this. Go. Uh. I'm, look at me, man. I'm sorry, man. We good, I got you. Okay. Look, live zealous, SATX, shout out to Rise, 512-0. Okay. Uh, yo. This that composition in the backpack, classic era music. Back then, whack rappers got laughed at and booted. I ain't here to judge, I just came to start a movement. If you wanna be a master, then you gotta be a student. Uh, Roaring Lion is the style of my pen game. One day every knee gon' have to bat until my sensei. Stretched arms on the cross, got the kids saved. Doll seam, now it's raw heat when I spit flames. California A is where I came from it. Two and no San Antonio's now what I claim, son. Blessed be the savior, I'm just here to lift his name up. You can have had the fame I came for souls like I'm Shang Tsung I don't think they ready what I bring is heavy pound for pound I hold it down from Genesis to Revy now who shot ya I keep the cannon cocked for these monsters armed with the metal like Colossus 66 caliber hollow tips in a chopper it's Contra tell them bring the smoke like a roster running through the jungle like an apex gorilla stomping out anything that has eight legs and slithers we don't battle flesh and blood, I had to learn to pray Mortifying sin every day, that's the murder rate Who said believers can't rap, you gon' learn today Tryna see a milli say before I see the pearly gates But who's counting? Sipping from his fountain I see you moving units, but homie, I move mountains Matthew, Mark, and Luke, get yeah, them John's nice There's more to life than living just to die when you're born twice Zealous Hmm, okay Okay Okay, okay. Flip that old classic Yeah, yeah, yeah Good Um, so, um, 
How you doing, man? Man, I'm good, man. Blessed to be here on this podcast. Appreciate Down. the opportunity, man. Down. I For appreciate real. you being out here, man. Um, so I do things. Um, like I said, my podcast is heavily predicated on the people that I know. Yeah. Right. And so when I have the opportunity to um, get out and talk to people that I've never met, yeah, I tend to want to look and see where you came from. Sure. And then see how you began your journey. So I want to start it off here. Uh, if you could define yourself with one word, what would that word be? Man, straight up, just zealous, man. That's it. Okay. Yeah. You put that in your name. Why? Man, because um, just kind of make a long story short, man, the thing that kind of fuels my movement, my uh, passion is God, Jesus, and just having that zeal and that fire, uh, especially kind of in the generation where it's kind of like looked down and frowned upon. And so I know we're in that space where, you know, everyone's kind of unapologetic. And so for me, kind of the zealous is like I'm unapologetically uh, serving God. So that's where that kind of the zealous comes in at. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what do you think people should take from um, our podcast today? I know it's kind of early. We really haven't dived into anything. Yeah. But I like to think that, you know, if people understand what they're expecting, yeah, then it's easier to consume. For sure. So what do you think people should take? Uh, just, man, authenticity and just realness, man. Like, um, I'm a fan of hip-hop, obviously. Mm. So, you know, I love music and just expect just real conversation, you know, and just uh, just a different perspective on music, too. Like you said, I'm a Christian rapper, so the lens in which I see things may be a little bit different, but um, some things might be new to you, strange to you, but off. Um, what's all said and done is just straight real though. Okay. Yeah. Okay, man. So, uh, listen, um, I'm out here in San Antonio. Um, and you know, I came out here on a coaching clinic, but I also came out here to get busy as well. Right. Continue, um, my movement with the what's next podcast and my production company, sell a couple of t-shirts, um, spread my, I don't want to say gospel, but spread my message and right. my purpose, um, in San Antonio and just expand it a little bit. How do you find yourself in Houston? Well, San Antonio, Texas from Cali. You said you were in Cali in the freestyle. Yeah, man. I was born California, San Diego. Okay. Lived in San Jose. Okay. A couple years. That's Ooh. the Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know, Mountain View, Sunnyvale. So I kind of, you know, about high, uh, I'd say elementary school, I kind of moved to Washington, though. I lived in Washington and then moved down to San Antonio, High school year. So I got a little Cali roots there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so you're out here in, in, in San Antonio. What's the differences, do you feel? From California and San Antonio? Yeah. Uh, I know the population might not be yeah. different. Well, man, um, de definitely here everything's just very centered around family, right? Family oriented. You go to California, it's more kind of just like, not saying it's not family, but like talent is a kind of thing everybody's kind of centered around. What do you do? You go to California, it's like, what do you do there? Mm. Are you a artist? you a skateboarder? you a breaker? What do you do? You know, mm. here, not so much. It's just, you know, everything revolves around family time and and kind of like that, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, in 2019, I started off on this podcast to kind of, like, create a platform for others, but 
most importantly for myself Word. so that I would have a place where I could go to and be free, mm-hmm. authentic, like you say. Um, and in, in that, I found that there's this journey that I'm on, um, whether it is to, well, I know definitely the journey is to kind of control the creation and the product that I put out. Right. Um, to avoid hearing no, mm-hmm. to be able to, um, create as I want. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And kind of like use this as a stepping stool practice to, uh, when the time comes and I'm, I'm, I'm in a position where the laps that I have had or ran outside of this one destination that I'm at right now will prepare me for that moment. Right. Right. And so, um, when you, when you began Christian rapping and, and, and then took on the title as a Christian rapper, did you start somewhere else or, did you kind of like, were you called? Were you saved and yeah, then started? Yeah, yeah. And then how, how does that go? Yeah, so, man, I started rap in high school. And really what it started um, off as just like a little hobby. My friend, uh, his brother was a big influence on us. So we would always do what his brother did. So if his brother was skateboarding, you know, or playing ball, that's what we we're trying to do. But his brother started rapping. And so... My friends started picking up, you know, rapping. And from there, I was like, man, this is kind of cool. So in my mind, I'm like, yo, I can put these pictures and these puzzles together with words. And so, man, I just stuck with it. And, you know, through high school, I was involved with, like, you know, a group or two. And so I just had that love. But around, i say, ending of senior year, man, I kind of did feel like this kind of conviction from God, you know, because I grew up in church. But I wasn't really kind of like living it 100%. And so I moved down to San Antonio and I'm around my cousin and she's, you know, all in the church and stuff. And so just being in her presence and kind of just where I was at, I was like, man, like I know I'm not living up to God's expectations or whatever. But as I was hanging with her, she started putting on these like rap CDs. And, you know, initially you're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. It's kind of Christian. But like, these dudes were, like, bringing bars. I'm like, yo, like, what is this? It was a group mm. called Cross Movement. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. You know, um, I wasn't expecting that. But I grew up, because I came from listening to dudes like Cannabis. Mm-hmm. Man, that was my guy, man. I'm, like, listening to all his, like, radio mm-hmm. raps, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Sway and Tech in the morning, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, this dude is eating. So, yo, I kind of, like, got a love for lyricism. So when I heard these dudes... I'm like, man, yo, these guys are bringing bars, but in a different way. So that was like a big influence on me. So I'm like, man, I like to rap, but I also know God is calling me. How do you marry the two? And I saw that it was possible through these dudes. And so that was kind of the start of my journey. Has it been easy? Um, Not necessarily, but it has given me more like content and purpose. Because for me, like I said, authenticity always want to speak and rap from a place that is like real for me. So when I wasn't doing Christian rap, I, I didn't feel real. I didn't feel authentic because I wasn't living the stuff I was talking about. You know what I mean? You're talking about on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like something that was, I didn't know like where to aim my, my skills. Cause I'm like, I don't do this and I don't do this. Like, so like, what am I kind of doing? But when I, uh, God like saved me. Right. I was like, okay, now I have a purpose. I can, like, I'm actually living this and I can rap about this. And I have a model to go by while watching these dudes. And so um, 
not hasn't been easy. You know, I mean, we can get in that a little later, but um, not. Nah, I'd say it has been easy, but it's been easier had I not uh, taken on Christ in my life. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because you know when you hear um, Christian rap, mm -hmm. I think of uh, Lecrae. Right, right, right. Even though he doesn't want to um, be classified as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think of Molly Music. Molly Music, yeah, dope dude. Right. So, um, I wonder if it's possible. I mean, it, and, it, and I guess it would depend on your goal. Right. Right. Um, but I wonder, you know, how... Here's the thing for me, man. Um, with creativity, right, it's it's in the eye of the person who's creating. Right. Right. And then, but here's the thing, on the other end of it, when you create something, you also have to say, are they going to receive it? Yeah. Who's my audience? Right, right, right. Right. And... um I, that's something that I've found is very difficult to kind of pinpoint because I'm in so many things. I'm a, I'm a Freemason. I'm an educator. I'm a husband. I'm a black man. I'm a coach. You know, I'm a podcaster. How do you kind of find, mm -hmm. you know, where do you find, what do I kind of say? Hey, this group of people I know for a fact is who like will take on me, who will kind of mm -hmm. like say, you know what? He's for us. You know right. what I'm saying? So, um, I too am a, a big fan of hip hop as well. Yeah. Right. And so I never thought to rap. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. I never thought to rap. You'd be surprised what you can do. You just try it out, man. You never know. <laughs> you never know. So, so cannabis, your favorite MC or who? Um, not so much my favorite MC now, but that's was my influencer, like heavy. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, Lecrae is definitely one of my uh, favorite MCs, but believe it or not, some of the dudes that are local in San Antonio really kind of have that, you know, one through five spot for me, a uh, dude named Jarrell, uh, big dude, big influence. I mean, he's probably my biggest influence right now outside of Lecrae. And then there's another artist I like. His name is Toombs um, here in San Antonio. And, man, this guy's creativity is like, bro, I can't even explain. Like, he'll get in the studio and, like, be done with a song in one night and just coming up with these, like, crazy concepts, like stuff you don't even think of. Like, how are you doing that? So these are the dudes I look up to and, like, Man, I, I'm trying to aspire to be like them. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah. Um, Master P mentioned um, in his journey to becoming who he is today um, that he moved to Richmond, California. Mm. And they loved, um, well, he was actually influenced by somebody who was in Richmond when he was trying to find his sound. Yeah. He said that, you know, he, he almost leaned towards that Bay Area, but they were like, nah, we like that Southern right. part of it. Um Describe the San Antonio hip hop scene to me, the music scene to me, because like Houston, mm -hmm. San Antonio is heavily Hispanic, mm -hmm. heavily Latino populations right, there. Right. And so the reggaeton sound has kind of like, you know, I teach school, we teach school, it's yeah, ninth yeah. grade. And these kids are rompe, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, all yeah. the reggaeton and stuff. So what is the music scene like? In San Antonio, Texas. I would say definitely kind of that um, traditional, you know, Mexican music as a whole. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the uh, thing down here. It's, it's not uncommon to see someone um, going down the street and you're just hearing that and just bumping it loud. And just, you're like, like, man, that's a, that's a thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so mm -hmm. that's definitely um, a big influence here. But as far as just like hip hop and just that, we take a lot of 
cultural cues from Houston. Mm. And I'm not, and just like Southern mm-hmm. hip hop, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not so much kind of slowed and chopped as much, but you can kind of tell those influences are definitely here. Mm. But then again, you have a mix of people that are outside the box. If you heard them, you'd be like, you're from San Antonio? You wouldn't even know. Mm. So there's a, a mix. And so I wouldn't know how to necessarily put a stamp on every single thing because I don't want to generalize everybody, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. you, can, I've heard people uh, more recently having kind of that newer 2000 2021 sound with the you know what I mean mm-hmm. kind of like the mm-hmm. choppy cadences and mm-hmm. the, the harmonizing or singing whatever so you've seen a lot of that come up now but just in general it's, it was like those sand tone you know what I mean like kind of that whole yeah like that little, 808s yeah 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 old, yeah old school just 12 music man <laughs> yeah. rattling in the trunk UGK type <laughs> yeah 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 so you see a lot of that so but yeah it's changed it's definitely changed I think people are starting to like trying to keep up with the time, so to speak. So that's cool. You know, like in Houston, you're never going to get rid of screw music. Right. Because it's just embedded in the culture. It's a staple. San Antonio doesn't have, we can't claim, oh yeah, we came up with screw. This is us, like, and claim that's our, our, our identity. So in a lot of ways, we're still kind of still searching for that sound that says, oh, this is San Antonio. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. You hear screwed music slow down, and you're like, okay, Houston. We can't necessarily say that's the case with San Antonio. I heard that. And that's Yeah, that's definitely San Antonio influence. Do you think that um, that um, adversely works for San Antonio, or it, it's, it's more of a hindrance? And what I mean by that is since the sound of Houston is Houston, mm-hmm. and some people pick up on that right. in San Antonio, but San Antonio doesn't have their own or your own identity in the in the music scene. Mm-hmm. Does it kind of like hinder y'all or is it like an advantage? That's a good question. I, I'm not 100% sure on that one. But if I had to say, I'd say it could help in the sense that it can get you into some doors outside of San Antonio. If you have that sound that you might not have had just just being here by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if you have a San Antonio artist that has that Houston sound, you might fit in right there right. until they check your car and say, where are you from? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so it works in that sense that like I can, you can kind of like piggyback off other people. Okay. I would say. Okay. Habakkuk two, two and three says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. You do what you do for yourself to prove you can do it for others. Even though the year of perfect vision needed corrective lenses, your vision was never out of focus. You remained still. You remained determined. Kobe said, The Mamba mentality is the attention to detail and the level of commitment. Run your race because you got time. Keep the momentum. Believe in your story, a creative story. Remember, never stay comfortable while trusting the process. Be innovative in your 720 hours. There will be stumbling blocks. You just keep pushing. Most importantly, what's next? Continue to drop. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday? Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday.
Take me into the creative process of making a record for you. Yeah, so I'm a more of a conceptual person. So I kind of think of a concept. Okay. And in my mind, I kind of see from A to Z. So it's kind of like that puzzle piece. So usually, first thing I do is I'll hear a beat, and I'll just be in the car, and I just try to get some cadences down. So I'll hear the beat, and I'll just... You know what I mean? Trying to just... See how I can just pin cadences. Mm-hmm. Once I kind of get a pattern down for whatever that four bars or eight bars, then I'll start kind of plugging in the words based off the concept um, that I'm doing. So, okay. yeah, I try to do, um, I try not to stay in the box with every single record. I try to do something different for the purpose of growing. Um, but most of the times it's just me getting lyricism. It's a big thing. So somewhere in the record, I'm going to put, uh, lyrics in there. Now the faith part, how that fits in it, that's usually where the concepts come from. But like, I like to say things, but say them different for, so for example, if I said, instead of saying, um, sand, the word sand, I might say dry liquid. You know what I mean? Cause sand moves like water, but it's dry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I try to be like, really add that abstract piece into my music. Okay. So I like to, so it's not so predictable. You, uh, you know, Nas had a lyric one time and I'm um, still madic and I'm not going to quote it because I'm not just the best at lyrics, but it was in um, um, the last track. Uh, what was the last track on still madic called? Um, I'm tripping, man. The last song on still madic was on. Dun, 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 dun. I'm sorry, man. I'm tripping. But um, um, oh. And my man is going to take my card from me, man. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I got to run this down. Number nine. I got number. Okay. What goes around. Um, dang, I am tripping, man. Um, last song on Stillmatic, Nas uh, says uh, he mentions Luke. He mentions Paul. Mm-hmm. And he mentions something else, man. And um, And I heard you say. In your freestyle earlier, you said from Jenny to Revy, Genesis to Revelations. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned those same disciples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk, walk me through that lyric. And, and that, that song will come to my mind in a second. I was put on the spot. Yeah, Cameras yeah, yeah. rolling. So um, from Jenny Revy, you know, I keep it heavy. Hold it down. Yo, hold it down from Genesis to Revy. Now, who shot you? Yeah, so basically in that lyric, you know, obviously it's Bible, but it's just in a different way. So Genesis to Revelations. So I'm just basically saying in that bar, yo, like from from the beginning of the pages to where you got the content to the back where the maps are, I try to live that out. I try to hold it down. And so what we're bringing is heavy, right? So what I bring is heavy, meaning the word of God, man, like the truth of um, what's authentically placed in that Bible, man, living that out, man, that's a heavy thing um, and a heavy call to carry out. But basically trying to hold it down and live that out. And so at the end, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, yet him, John's nice. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, John yeah, John, John, it's just a little wordplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically, um, basically, yeah, again, living out the Gospels. Those are the four, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, but, you know, yet him, John's is nice. Hey, look, where'd you get them Johns? You know what I mean? Kind of a yeah, little yeah, wordplay, yeah. so, yeah. yeah. So that's basically what that was, man. And just at the very end, uh, there's more to life to live than just to die when you're born twice. So when you've mm. been uh, b- 
birthed it and, and, and by God and he's breathed his breath in you, you like you have like this new purpose and it's not just to live to die. You're like, man, I I got this gospel in me. I want to share it with other people so they can experience the goodness of God. Like I've had it. And so and, and so basically that's what that lyric was about. Yeah. Well centered lyric again is is living when you're living you know oh, yeah. living Matthew, Mark, and Luke get them. John's nice. There's more to life to live and just to die when you're born twice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Jesus talks about be, uh, you must be born again. And what he's referring to is um, placing your trust in him so he can give you rebirth. Because when we're born into the world, we're spiritually dead. But he can make you alive and be sensitive to the things of God. And when you get that in you and that's that fire and that zeal burning in you, you realize, like, man, this is, I have purpose. There's, there's more than just living for me now. So that's more, uh, more or less with that, what was compassing that lyric. Said evil people, evil jealous, evil people and jealous men will try to destroy me. And his parent is all in his world, couldn't be real, I'm on top now, it's a lot of drama, I have to kill you because animals sense weakness. Sharks smell blood and water, it smell Moses and Job move to the divine order. That was a lyric. Oh, from Nas. Yeah, that Nas. was a lyric. Um, and I can hear the beat, but I just can't think of the yeah. name. By the time of the end of this episode, I have it. Um, so, so, um, being born again, uh, actually let's go here. Um, in 2021, hip hop music is what? Man, a couple things, definitely creative, um, in some ways redundant. And I say that because there is a lot of people just doing stuff that I see, I'm just like, yo, like, where do they come up with that? That's crazy. Um, but also, it's like a lot of the same sound. I don't know if you saw that interview with T-Pain. Yes. And he's like, there's already a baby. There's, do something different. kind of, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's one of the top dudes in the industry. So if he's saying it, what does that tell you? You know what I mean? So I see a lot of that. But also, at the same time, I see a lot of creativity, especially amongst, like, independent artists who are trying to, like, I guess you'd say put their name out there, just doing like simple but like creative things. And you got to be creative when you're like independent. So. Let's let's unpack that what T-Pain said. I, I yeah. thought a little bit of that is um, I heard them talking about that on the Joe Budden podcast and calling T-Pain a goat. Would you agree that T-Pain's a goat? Man, I don't call anybody a goat, but I would say he's definitely a forerunner or a, 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 a pioneer. I put it like that. Go, nah, but definitely a pioneer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I heard um and he was saying that um do something else, do something else, do something else. Um and I didn't know how to take it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I didn't know I mean because here's the thing. No idea is original. That's true. There's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. It's never what you do, but how it's done. That's biblical, but now I said that as well, right? right? And so, you know, I think that no matter what you try to do, right, in music especially, you're going to sound like somebody else. You're going to use some references from somebody else. And Mm -hmm. if it comes off to be like somebody else, their experiences are not your experiences. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that a lot of it was was a rant, on his part, mm-hmm. because a lot of that for me, the way I looked at it is a lot of it is, you know, him almost saying, almost saying indirectly, listen, I'm kind of at a standstill point myself. Yeah. 
Like I can't like, you know, I mean, Jay comes out and says Auto Tunes is dead, mm-hmm. he loses his career. Mm. He blames it on by the way, and I'm I'm glad this came up. Uh, this is a tangent, a sidebar. Has anybody ever told you that you look like Usher? Bro, <laughs> I get, I kid you not, bro. I get that all the time. A lady, yesterday I was buying sushi at the store. She said the same thing. You look like Usher. I, man, I heard that three weeks ago too. Cracker Barrel. Hey, brother. Anybody ever tell you you look like... Man, I get it all the time, bro. At this point... John Rostyke first, bro. founder of Still Visionary Inc. and creator of the What's Next podcast. At this point, I'm thinking about Tuesday getting a facelift, Central Standard Getting time. a face change. I hear it so much. If I had a dollar for every time I heard that, bro, I'd probably be in the millions, bro. Yeah, for real. yeah. And yeah. so Usher says that uh, um, <laughs> T-Pain messed up music and that it caused him to Ooh, I saw um, that. get depressed. I saw that. What I you, saw that. How do, you, how, do you, how do you break that down? I can't understand where T-Pain might have felt some type of way looking up to Usher because he's you know, a big influence. Usher's influenced a lot of people, too. And so I can see where he might have said that. Now, if I were Usher, I might have not said it in that way. But again, I'm not him. And number two, if you have that close of a friendship, sometimes you say stuff that's hurtful but true. You know what I mean? And so maybe that was what Usher was feeling at the time. Like, man, like, we got all these people doing what you do. You single-handedly destroyed it. But, man, uh, that that I would be hurt. I'd be hurt if that was an influence of mine. Like, hey, you single-handedly destroyed all the music. You know what I mean? Mm. But here's the thing, though. People don't know. That auto-tune sound had been out before T-Pain did it. It was already in the 90s. T-Pain brought it to hip-hop. Mm. That's the difference. If you listen to um, Believe by Cher, do you believe mm-hmm. in life after mm-hmm. love? Right. She was using that mm. on her track. Like, and you're like, yo, this is crazy. In in a way that is not, okay, let me just fix your a sound because you're not good. But no, but using it to get that that manipulation that we all like, that right. robotic feel, she was right. doing that. So technically you can't blame him for using it, but because he brought it to hip hop, I see that's why he kind of gets that flack. Mm. But they can blame him all day. But that was um Auto-Tune was also a tool that opened a lot of dudes, uh, opened the doors to a lot of dudes' careers who would not have careers had they not got it. Right. That's a fact. Right. Like, the sound and the industry sound right now is all revolved around that. And that's been going on for, what, the last... When, when did that song, uh, Snap Your Fingers, come out, T-Pain? Oh, that was one... Um, 2000... That, no, no, that wasn't T-Pain. Snap Your Fingers. With it, young it, Jock it, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The... the um, man, I'm forgetting. Buy Your Drink. That was T Pain by your drink, right, but yeah, the yeah. snap your fingers was the um, it was the some boys from Atlanta. I can't think of okay. the name. Snap your fingers, do you, that was Lil John in the East Side. No, nah, it wasn't the East Side Boys. You can do it all by yourself. Let me see you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm talking about T Pain's though. Oh, uh, when did T Pain's buy you a drink come yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. 2008 uh, or nine? 2008 ish. Earlier. Okay, so it's almost been what? Six-ish, I think, 2006. Right. So almost 13, 14 years mm-hmm. of that same sound we've heard now. Mm-hmm. Kanye did it. 808 Heartbreaks. Lil Wayne started doing it. Mm-hmm. Travis Scott. So you're seeing it's still popular, though. Mm-hmm. And that's opened the career doors for a lot of people who wouldn't have a career without that sound. Right. So 
it's interesting that he's saying, you sound the same. Da, 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 da. Well, he kind of gave us the tools, right? right? And music is always going to be what the people want. So obviously the people haven't got tired of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're mm-hmm. still doing new things with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. What song's on your mind? Um, Let's go with B-Side. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. B side. B side. By who? Me. That what you talking about? No, 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 no. What song like like? Um, oh. <laughs> no, 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 I'm no. I'm no, Can we play it? We can play it. Yeah, we we can get it. We can get okay. it. But you're saying what song? Like, like so, you- when I say that, like for me, um, the reason why this is relevant is because for me, I'm I'm when I was on the way over here, I was listening to a podcast. Mm-hmm. But yesterday, I was listening to a little bit of Future. Got From you. time to time, I listen to a little bit of gospel, Chris Tomlin, um, Elevation Worship. Uh, I Even though I don't like to admit it, Kirk Franklin from time to time. Okay. Tamla Man, I listen to a lot of Nas all the time, a lot gotcha. of Biggie. Um, I, I switch over to the alternative side. So um, when I made this podcast, it was a song that was on my mind. So I like okay. that segment of my podcast to kind of see what people are listening to. Got you. What Got songs you. on your on your mind? Um. And listen, and the musicians that I bring on here, yeah, when they say their own music, I, I understand. Oh, I look, you <laughs> mistaken, bro. I I'm tripping. I thought you like, hey, what song for you? That's how I was like, oh yeah, we can go with this. Nah, but no, what song for you though? Oh yeah, so a song that I really like, right? There's a song by Lecrae called "Keep Going." Okay, that song to me is just like that's my exercise music, man. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we can rock with that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, keep going. Um, so f- let's finish off the part where you were talking about the redundant part. Okay. You said that um, you said that music is two things. You said that it's creative and it's redundant. Mm-hmm. The creative aspect of in, in terms of like people, in terms of like people finding a way to kind of like start their careers off. Mm-hmm. Now the redundant part of it to you. Um, I think in some aspects, kind of just like the almost like the character, right? So it's the, you know, change. You got to have change. You got to have a bunch of tattoos and you got to have wild color hair, right? And I don't, I'm not saying that's necessarily evil, right? But what I'm saying is, like, that's kind of the the spot we're in right now. Like, that's those are the artists getting played. Like, you know, very kind of outlandish. Something's, you know, standing out about them that just trying to, um, so you might have some like a mohawk with some dreads that's like neon green and some beads on it. And right. The next artist is dying his hair all rainbow. The next dude's doing this all red. So you see kind of that character that is really kind of popular in hip hop and kind of the things more and more importantly, like I said, because none of, that's not bad, because if that's what you do and that's what you want to represent yourself as man, by all means. But it's not necessarily new. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily new. Um, also just kind of the content, it's kind of like all the same, you know, like, uh, get money. I smashed a girl. I ride Rari's like, it's like, we've heard it before. Right. And it's kind of, all right. That's what the next dude is saying. That's what the next dude is saying, but you're saying it too, but just kind of over a different beat. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what I mean. Kind of by redundance. Like we've kind of heard it before and by no means am I putting myself on a pedestal. Like I'm more righteous than anybody, but like. Hip hop is 
I believe is we just need a breath of like fresh air. Mm. We need a breath of fresh air. Something like when you think of like I, I see the bigger picture when it comes to music. I see like kids, right? I'm a teacher. I see kids. I get to listen in on what they're talking about. And so when I hear a kid that I know is struggling at home and he's rapping about some lyric that a rapper said and I'm hearing him play it over and over in his mind and now that kid's life is kind of going to that mantra of what he heard, it's kind of leading him in dead ends. So in my mind, I'm just like, yo, like, does, is anybody seeing what's happening as a whole to communities when we kind of pump this into their minds? You know what I mean? That To me, that that's kind of bothersome. That's why I kind of um, are on the, the I guess, the side of the line, um, on, I guess, if you want to say like that, because I hear it over and over the same story. But the truth is, most of those artists don't even live what they rap about, right? They're off in the suburbs somewhere, kids going to private school, eating filet mignon and steak. This listeners in the hood, you know, blaring this music and kind of like, kind of like a, a record to life for that person leading them to dead ends. And I'll never forget, man, I was watching this YouTube video and it was a, uh, they're doing an interview of a guy in jail and she's asking these questions. I guess he did like a murder or something. And she says, you know, like basically like what happened here? Da, da, da. And a dude like in the middle of the interview just stops and just starts quoting lyrics from a rapper. And it's like something about I shot him. Da, 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 da. And she's kind of like, what? But the point is like, this was in his head mm. in his mind, like over and over. And he thought, he can live it out without consequence like he saw the rappers on the TV do. And I'm just like, man, like it gets old after a while seeing people go to early graves and uh, um, and, and try to live out the fantasy not knowing that there's like consequences behind it, you know. And so to me, when I think rap, I think, you know, there's that redundancy. You sing that and it's kind of like almost like the WWE, if that makes sense, like. Everybody here knows wrestling is uh, fake, right? The storylines are fake. They're fabricated. Now, do they do the moves in the ring? Of course they do. Do they slam? Yeah, sure. But everybody knows it's fake. But we all stop for one day out of the week to go listen to, I mean, I'm sorry, go watch wrestling. Even though we know it's fake, it's entertaining to us, though. And for a, a period of time, we get to escape reality and go with this kind of this storyline and just, you know, uh, believe these things are real just for entertainment's sake. And I think hip-hop in a lot of ways is that a lot of artists don't really live it out. The money they have in the video, not real. The girls, they, they're they renting the girls, paying them so they can come look good in the video. They're not really with them, even though they're talking about, I'm smashing on these girls. Like, no, you're not. Right? Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not even, it's not true. Like, you know? And I know some people might be, like, offended by it, but it's truth. Right? So, they're not really living that life. We ride Rari's. No, bro, you got a Prius that like that's barely uh, holding together. You know what I mean? But for a time and space, we get to fantasize with those rappers about a life we would really want to live. You know what I mean? And, and get to be a part of that. And so that's what I believe rap, rap has kind of come to. And so, I mean, they would look at me and be like, oh, but you're a Christian rapper. I'm like, yeah, but I actually live actually what I talk about, you know what I mean? Like mm. actually live it out though. I don't fabricate stuff and not live that out. You know what I mean? 
while on the other hand, you might have a rapper and who actually doesn't live it, and the rappers who do live it out, they end up in jail or dead. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? And so it's like, who's really being trill if we're if we're really talking about it? You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. And uh, you know, I think of and listen. First of all, I got the name of the song. The name of the song is called "Every Ghetto." I guess that would be the song that's on my mind because while you were talking, yeah, yeah, I got zoned out and I went back to the lyric and I was like, okay, I got to get this this song before the end of the episode. It's called "Every Ghetto." It's on Stillmatic, the last track, track number fourteen. Got you. Um, so then I think about this concept right here. Um, we were talking while I was setting up. Yeah, and you said, "Man, you came in here. You said, man, you got one hundred and seventeen episodes." Okay. Um, and I was at the moment, I was like, I'm gonna just take it in. Yeah. Because, you know, I've done this podcast for a while and nobody's ever said or hit me with the man. I've seen that you've done this many, many episodes. So instead of saying, nah, 118, I just soaked it in because 117, it's, I mean, it's one episode short, but it still signifies a lot. Right. Right. And so, when you said that, I said, yeah, this long media thing, right? You want to kind of condense it, but it's just like, I mean, I can't, there's no way for me to kind of rush what I want you to get across on this journey because yeah. I'm seeing here that in your journey, in your particular journey, um, there's got to be some authenticity. Right. You can't. I'm not I'm not going to tell you one thing and live the other. Yeah. So I started thinking to myself, I said, man, but then how do you break? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if 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 my man here, Robert, knows that I've done 117 episodes, right? 118, 119, 120 now. Yeah. This episode being 120. How do I break if Robert raps and, and he's he's an educator and he talks to the kids and everything that he raps about is what he lives, how do you break? Mm. So that that way, there's a different lens that America looks at entertainment through. Yeah. Or on the other side of that lens, they see kids, people that are not going to jail. Yeah. People that are not overly tattooed and people that are not, you know, misleading the, the generation to come with false ideologies and stuff like that. Yeah. How do you break? So how do you, how do you think that you break? Can you um, clarify what do you mean by break? That's a good, that's a, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, look, look, now we podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean by breaking is, um, how do I get to the point where what I love to do pays me? Ah. What I love to do now, I wake up the next morning and what I love to do now people are talking about without me having to kind of like, hey, here's a card, here's a card. Yeah. Somebody that I've passed a card to has given that card to somebody else, has given that card to somebody else, and now yeah. it's almost like a like a disease yeah. where if I have a code and I cough on you and you cough on another person, they cough on 10 people and they cough on 20 people, like almost like the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you break? Man, I'm not there yet, mm. <laughs> but... um. Man, I don't know. I I would man, this is going to be crazy to say because you're already there. Mate, um I'm from not, what I you're I'm not, not you're not there yet. Okay. I'm not. My bad. I meant to say in the sense of content always going out. But I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cuz I'm not like for me, 
I'm trying to get where you're at in the sense of consistent content mm. regularly. So I guess it's to get to a place where you're actually getting paid to do it, man. I'm not for sure because I'm at a spot where I'm having to do the and thing. So it can't, it's, for me, it's not either or, but it's like and. I have to teach and do music. And so if I had to guess, man, um, maybe step one would be charging people. Now, that sounds ridiculous, right? But when you think about it, it takes money for you to come out here with gas and to um, sell shirts and to make shirts. And for you, maybe it would be a thing where it's like, hey, I want to do a, par- a podcast with you and I have a platform for you. Mm. Boom. Hey, this is how much I charge for my platform. Would you be interested? And the scary thing about that is you run into the fear of like, okay, first of all, who are you? Mm. Like, what's your, like, who are you to charge? You ain't no Joe Rogan. Da, da, da. But if you believe in what you do, you'll do it anyways. You're already 120 in. It's not going to hurt to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to hurt any, uh, hurt you if you say, you know what, I'm going to start doing that. And it looks, and it may look, at first it may be nobody's um, hitting you up. It might be that. So you maybe have to adjust that, but that's how, you know, I would do it. And that's how kind of I'm currently am doing it. I believe it or not. Now, this is kind of a controversial topic in my genre is like charging for um, rap, right? Because it's like, well, you preach the gospel, man. It should be free. Freely we've given, freely you should give. And, and so although there's that gospel side of that, there's a business side. Believe it or not, and, and, and sometimes we don't want to admit that, but there is a business side of things to where it costs money to put websites together, merch, uh, buy beats, record. And so taking uh, charging allows me to take those uh, monies and put them back into what I'm doing so I can continue doing it. Mm. And so, I mean, that's what I would say. That's That would be how you, I guess, break in a sense of, um, even even this man, this sounds crazy. Paying for advertisement, mm. I know that sounds wild. Like, um, you you're paying for YouTube followers. I'm <laughs> and <laughs> IG followers. I mean, I mean more or less like, there are places that will promote your stuff, um, on a marketing sense. And and really, that's most artists now. Like, you can make a awesome product, but if it doesn't get circulated, how will it get out? Right. Right. So. Even paying for marketing is something that um, I would even suggest doing. And it's not a bad thing. But, I mean, know who it is you're rolling with. Mm. You know what I mean? Because sometimes they're like, yeah, if you um, come promote it here, we'll get you 3000 Like, man, like, just through authentic relationships again, knowing people. Hey, could you promote this there? Or maybe um, getting onto a website. And, um, man, artists, I can tell you from an artist's standpoint, we love these opportunities, mm. right? Like, you are a launching pad for me, right? And so it would be no issue for you to say, hey, man, I'm doing this podcast. This is my audience. has potential to reach this. We'd love to have you on. Um, this is my charge. It's not going to break your pocket, but um, I use this to uh, continue funding what I do. Maybe five years ago, I would have been like, nah, that's crazy. I'm going to pay somebody. But now that I'm kind of like trying to move forward uh, in my own uh, vision and stuff like that, I realize the importance of what money can be as a tool. 
You know, not mm. I'm not like this crazy uh, person, like all about the money. But I also realize it's a tool that you need to kind of propel forward in whatever you're doing. So yeah, I like this man. Um, I know for a fact if you'll have me next year, I want to come out again, see where you are in your journey again. For sure, you. and you're gonna and you're gonna have that, and you're gonna let me pay you right. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I work. Yeah, yeah I, it's because here's the thing. Um, I realized um, that one money's not everything, mm-hmm. and like we like we've discussed and we've came we came to that conclusion about each other. I'm an educator as well, yeah. so a lot of what I do is um, everything's been paid for. Yeah. Now it's figuring out how to kind of like 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 I, and I love to tell this story. I haven't told it in a while. Um, my man Darren Tizano, um, his wife Lacey Tizano and I, we were friends from college. Mm-hmm. When they were getting married, I reached out to Lacey and I said, "Hey, are you still writing?" She was like, "Yes, I'm still writing." And then she, long story less long, we ended up working together and I filmed her um, wedding. Yeah. Like a little testimonial that they have for each other. I okay. filmed it for them. So um, Darren and I got close, found out that we were both fraternity brothers. And so um, we went out to lunch and he said, hey, when you're ready to level up, because at this time I was doing a podcast in a studio. Yeah. Paying and everything like that, using check money, hustle money, yeah, and you know, all these jobs that I'm working to pay for the studio time with me and my then business partner. Shout out to my man, Mario Wanza. So um, he says, when you're ready to level up, let me know. Yeah, We'll go to lunch, we'll talk. I said, hey, I'm ready, man. I'm ready to take my podcast out of the studio. I'm ready to take it and, and, and be able to my own space. Yeah. So then he says, okay, I got you. I'm gonna meet you. He gives me about maybe four, $400 worth of equipment. Wow. For free. Four to maybe $600 worth of equipment. So I start my first podcast off and do 56 episodes of this podcast with the equipment. Well, with the mics. Buy a mixer. I'm doing it with a mixer. And then I level up on strength on the strength of St. Mary. St. Mary's like, yo, check this podcast and stuff out. And I go and get the podcast set up that same day. So yeah. when, I, when I think about bringing people on, but charging them to bring on, that's not necessarily my my MO. That's not my yeah. mission. My mission is to open up a platform, like I said earlier, where I could talk to people. Because in your journey and in this conversation, I heard a lot of things. Yeah. Right? Um, the fact that in the end, you got to be who you're going to be. And a lot of times, those MCs that rap, that is who they're going to be because it's so much easier to do that. Or let's just say that that's all they know. That's true. Then it is to say, well, I'm going to do the opposite. Right. And the same thing goes with us. Mm -hmm. Um, I see a lot of people creating content and you know, it's, it's nothing to get on the camera and do silly stuff in right. the name of exposure. Yeah. But you got to maintain that. Right. And as an educator, I don't see myself being able to do that, maintain that type of work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then and then be able to do both. Those two things don't coincide. Yeah. So so for me what I was saying 
is that you know the podcast for me is a way it's an escape yeah to link with like-minded people and see their journeys because that's that's the part that goes without people knowing nobody ever realized how drake made so far gone they just know that so far gone was a masterpiece mm-hmm. um and and for me when i was thinking about a direction to go with podcasting that is the direction for me what is the in between between a and b mm-hmm. so next year when we link and we podcast we have an a yeah next year we'll have we need to talk about like the the stuff in between a and where we are now right you know what i'm saying so that is the the that is the the essence of my podcast yeah. it's just to sit with people that i feel like saint mary gave me your information and i said Hey, if I don't do anything else, I need to get out there and at least hear yeah. this guy. Right. Listen to what he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? Because the man said, hey, you were very influential in his upbringing. Yeah. That's an honor. Def- definitely coming from him. Yeah. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? And, and you know, St. Mary is one of these types. And we've had a lot of conversations at work. He's one of these types where he says, you know, for me, I'm the type of black guy that that or black man that a lot of people will hear and and not almost kind of like vibe with mm. right how he talks his vernacular he doesn't use profanities Bro, I, I love it though <laughs> he, he doesn't it, use man. profanities he doesn't swear yeah. much he doesn't use the n-word yeah you know he's very well spoken and it goes back to his theater background right. right and so um i just feel like you know the people that have kind of like helped me along my journey, yeah, you know, didn't charge me. Mm. Mm. You know, yeah, I'm 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 one of these guys. You know, and when we get off air, I'll, I'll tell you a couple more because I don't want to incriminate, incriminate myself. But <laughs> I'm one of these guys where I'm a doer. Yeah, I'm not one of these guys that can read and will know the apertures and the exposure rates and the frame rate. I'm I'm a doer. So yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it together, and then I'm gonna get out and I'm gonna edit it. But Saint Mary is one of those types. He knows the intricacies, yeah. and every time I ask him a question about, hey, what is this and what is that, he never charges me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so and and I, sometimes I go and I sit in his classroom during my conference period. And I'm just like, hey man, what do you think about this and what does this mean and what does that mean? Yeah. Because you need people like that in your life. Yeah. If everybody was always charged, but but here's the thing: what you said is very true because somebody else has said that to me, and and I've been to myself. I said, "Hey, man, well, I don't." I've said to myself, "Well, how do you make that work?" Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, I guess that for me, that would be um, the other side of it. Yeah, I would say this to that too. When you're in a place like you're at with education, you don't necessarily need to do that because you have something funding, yeah, and funneling, yeah, to be able to do this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um. And so that's, it just depends, I guess, where you're at in your, mm. your journey. And so it also has to do with motive. And when you can explain to people, like, I'm not out here to get money. I'm not out here just to, you know, uh, be selfish. But I really need these funds so I can continue to doing the thing I need to do if you're in that position where you need that. So, like, I know you're saying um, earlier, asking me, how do you break? Sometimes, not saying you, but there are people who... Um, don't ever break. And they just realize, listen, I'm going to have to do the and thing and be okay with that. Um, also, too, when it comes to content, 
Sometimes you'll be putting out content for years until you mm. boom, like everybody's catching on. And I think it was like Gary V. Do you ever listen mm-hmm, to him? Mm-hmm. He was talking about just like create content, create content. It don't matter if it's 12 views. Keep going, doing it because you hitting that going past that ceiling took you for some person. It might take 50 episodes. Another person might take 200. But had you not done those 200, you would never got past that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I, that's that's how uh, more or less I kind of I think about it. Um, yeah, but if you're in a position where you don't got to necessarily charge people, um, and like for me, don't get me wrong, like I'm in a position too where I'm really, you know, blessed I teach and have a, a pretty nice income. Um, but I also realize I have a bunch of bills too, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to juggle that and juggle the thing that I love to do. And um, sometimes, you know, on the surface, you go to my website, okay, he's booking, why is he charging this? Da, 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 da. He's supposed to be a Christian rapper, you know what I mean? Like, but if I were to say it, and I'll say it now, those monies go to buying equipment because speakers, $400, a mm. mic, $300, a mm. computer, $1,000. Mm. And it'd be no different from going on the GoFundMe and say, hey, can you support my ministry? Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Mm. Can, you please, uh, can you please give so I can do that? And so I kind of see it the same thing. Mm. The difference is, is when you're doing it and you're just like, nah, man, you, you know, you, you, uh, you got the cash first, you know what I mean? Kind of mm. industry your attitude. And so also know I don't charge every event. Mm. Not it just depends. Like I'll, I'll see an event, I'll go, okay, man, is this gonna sometimes I just feel led by God to say, no, don't even do that. Don't even charge. Just like just go do it. So it just depends on the situation. But most of the time, that's how I'm trying to move forward and continue to do the thing I love. But you don't have to if you shoot, you blessed to do it. Joe Rogan and who Joe Budden, them dudes millionaires, man. Mm. They ain't got to charge nobody. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got the machine mm-hmm. and the influence and the audience already. Right. But I get what you're saying, though, because, you know, it can be a deterrent, too. Like, what yeah. you mean? You want me to pay? to Come on. You're, you know what I mean? Like, so, and it also depends as a person who you are. If you feel like, man, this is what my contribution is to society, and I don't want to take a penny from somebody, then, shoot, it's... You, then you got to live by that truth. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. Right. So, man, um, today is July the 19th, 2021. We have... You hear that? It's my phone ringing. <laughs> Let me text him and tell him. We have 165 days left in 2021. What do you hope to attain in 165 days? Man. Personally, man, this thing sound crazy, just discipline. Mm. Discipline. Getting up early, committing to doing things that I don't like even though I need to. That's really kind of my goal. And every year I have a kind of a, a statement for the year. Um, and I'm still on the discipline, man. I, there's things I wanted to do. I want to create more music. I want to be able to um, just, like, get more consistent with that. But without discipline, I can't even obtain it. So, yeah, by the end of the year, I want to at least put out another two, three songs. Okay. um, With the schedule I have because it can be tough. But before I even do that, I got to get that discipline down, man. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of in the works of doing it right now. I get up early, try to exercise, force myself to do stuff, stay busy, but... Yeah, and try to get this teacher 
full teacher certification done. Yeah. 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 How are you liking the classroom? Man, it's really, sorry about that. It's really cool, man. It's um, definitely just a challenge for me, though, because this is what I love to do, right? I love to make music. I want that to be my kind of main squeeze. So it's always been a kind of this battle, but it, but when I'm there with the kids and I'm seeing how much I'm influencing them, man, it's a breath of fresh air. I'm like, dang, I got that much impact and influence with these guys. Like, so this can be something too. It doesn't just have to be that only. Mm. So trying to have the trying to knit those two together and be comfortable with that. Um, you mentioned um this or this mm-hmm. and this and this. Yeah. Do you think that education and music will be your career or will one pave the way for the other? Mm. Yeah, I'm I struggle with it, man, to be honest with you. But I think I come to a place now where I'm okay with both. Mainly because what's keeping the roof over our head and food in our mouth as our family is work, working a nine to five. And before I was ever like full time, I wasn't doing that. Now I'm just trying to do that. And teaching has kind of actually opened more doors doing that had I not. You know, you know, you have a little bit bigger of a paycheck, so you can buy stuff you weren't able to buy when you were part time and single, you know? Right. So, you know, as long as God gives me the grace to be in the teaching space and that's what he wants me to do, I'm gonna do that. If he opens a door to say, yo, like you can go here and make this full time, do this. I'll go that direction. But I'm just learning how to be content with both, man, to be honest with you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes it opens up doors. Um, like I got the chance to rap to uh, my kids last year, 2020, about a song about education. So, man, like, I mean, I would have not had that opportunity to influence them with, lyrically like that had I not been in the teaching space. So, right. Yeah. Right. Do you like it? Yeah, man. It's it's growing on me. I say it like that. Right. I say it like that. You asked me that about a year ago, I'd have been like, no, nah, yeah. I can't stand it, man. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But yeah, man, I, I have no, um, I've grown to love it. I've grown to like it. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that education is, um, it's a calling. Yeah. Um, I, I've come to find out that in the years that I've done it, that education doesn't necessarily mean that you're teaching, but more mentoring. Mm-hmm. than anything and so um i think that for me mentoring um whether it is giving my experiences or even coaching yeah has been one of those one of the brighter spots of education for me especially and, coaching yeah yeah especially coaching and so um it brought me out here coaching and it also has uh allowed me to um touch kids in a way that changes their lives yeah so um I love it, but when I'm when I get that call, you know, yeah, to elevate myself, sayonara. sayonara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. I guess the this is how I want to go from here. Um, as a Christian rapper, do you think what is your audience, and have you found your audience for the records that you have made? Yeah, so. I would say mainly kind of like youth church kids. That's kind of been more of my audience. Those are the spaces where I get invited the most. And so that's kind of like the main thing right now. Mm. Yeah. So 
uh, youth group. So, like, I'm a youth direct. I'm a youth uh, leader at my mm. church. So me and my wife co-lead with uh, another group. And so I'm kind of around that circle a lot. And so I see that's where I get most of the um, play, I guess you would say, uh, as far as, like, you know, Spotify's and mm. iTunes and stuff like that. That's mm. where most of it comes through, mm. which I don't mind. Um, but, yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Most importantly, the last question I'll ask is, what's next? What's next, man? Um, so I got some singles that I'm working on, trying to get that uh knocked out. Um, yeah, that's mainly kind of my thing, and I the reason is I believe the power of the single. I've never been a person that's been consistent with dropping stuff. I drop stuff like every once every six months, and I'm trying to get off of that cycle. I'm trying to be more regular. So for me, that's kind of um, my stepping stones, per se, to kind of, like, create some buzz. So that's basically what I'm trying to do. I've been kind of under a rock for the last two years. You know, I got married, started a job, so that's kind of taking me off the grid a little bit, which is good because I needed that time um, to establish, you know, family and stuff like that. But just getting singles out, and hopefully my goal, ultimate goal, would be to, do, like, do a tour, man, maybe um, next summer or something like that. So yeah. that would be um, awesome. Link up with some people in the city and just kind of rock that out like that. So, yeah. Yeah. But I just got to get music. Yeah. Consistently. Yeah. So. Yeah. What I like to do on my podcast, man, is I like to give a gift. I don't like going anywhere without giving a gift. I appreciate you. Um, um, in 2019, when I started this podcast, I gave the exclusive SVI T-shirt. I don't give this is the first one I've given in San Antonio. Yes, let's go. I'm honored. I don't I don't give this black, white tea to anybody black shirt white print to anybody except for the creators that come on this podcast bro this is for me to you i appreciate you opening up your spot for me to um come in and do a podcast and the 2020 edition to the shirts that i give is the um black exclusive what's next podcast t-shirt that i give to every creative that comes on the podcast man i am honored to be the first in san Antonio to receive oh, yeah. this yeah Look yeah at that yeah, I appreciate you for opening up your space. You have a lovely home. I appreciate it, man. Um, it could be weird that, yeah. you know, somebody you've never met before, you invite them to your house. <laughs> but um, I'm just extremely appreciative of that. And uh, thank you for opening up your space for me, man. St. Mary, Absolutely. I appreciate you. I owe you. Houston, Texas. San Antonio, Texas, the Lone Star State. My name is... John Ross Dyke I, founder of Still Visionary Inc. and creator of the What's Next podcast, dropping every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is my man, Robert Watkins. Yeah. I do what I do for myself to prove that I could do it for others. This is episode 120. Uh, see you next time. Peace and blessings. Yo, I feel like 95. Yeah.
Been on my dick too long. Your breath on private party. You gon' be nice and naughty. These walls on priceless Audi. This the upper crust. Fuck is up. Life is short. Life is short. I'm over and close.